Welcome to episode 20 of TechDown, the weekly podcast discussing technology and other nerd-related topics. My name is Aaron, and I'm joined, as always, by my handsome co-host, Adam. Uh, Adam, how are you doing today? Uh, I am doing handsome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> noticing. you are. I can really tell today. <laughs> yeah. My moneymaker is working for me. Your voice? Uh, no, not my voice. My face. Oh, of Which course. you can't of tell course. since this is just an audio podcast. Yeah, you are, I can tell, you are glowing today, and I can guess why. It is actually a special day in Tech Down Land. It, it, oh, that's right, it is. It is our 20th episode. That's what, oh, I thought you were, you were going to forget. Uh, no, of course not. Man. Yeah, uh, the big 2-0. This is a really big uh, milestone for us. Two decades. Did you do anything special? Uh, well, I'm, I'm here with you. That's pretty special. I didn't get you a gift, uh, but hopefully I will be charming. I'm pretty sure you don't have to. You don't owe me anything. No, I'm just kidding. You owe me a lot because yesterday I went over to your house and moved a heavy-ass treadmill with my fiance. So uh, I definitely appreciate any future furniture help that may be coming my way. Yeah. Uh, let me publicly and on tech down thank you very much for uh, helping me move this treadmill because that thing was heavy as hell. Uh, you and Mary Beth uh, were a great help. My wife was not a great help, but she has an excuse yeah. since she uh, and that unborn baby of hers. Yeah, right. She is carrying my child right now, so I'm not going to have her carry a treadmill as well. Yeah. But we got it into the basement, and I am so excited to uh, have my basement start becoming like a workout area. Um, I've got the treadmill. I'm going to start to move my weights out of the bedroom. I have a couple of free weights. I'm going to put those oh, down okay. there. Um, and I moved my old television down there. And so I'm going to be able to start setting that up so I can watch TV and be on the treadmill in the winter and, and lift some weights. And uh, it's really going to be respectable pretty soon. Yeah. You got the ping pong table down there still. Right. And best of all, your own brewery too. Yeah, that's oh my gosh, yeah. Basement brewery. It's like uh like a college fraternity guy's dream down there. <laughs> um but so also uh, on that front, I uh just a little tidbit. I'm going to want to talk about the Fire TV stick uh in an upcoming episode because I purchased Ooh. one of those for the for the TV downstairs. Man, what a great teaser. I yeah, know. so so join us in future episodes and actually um, since we're just doing a little a, a taster, a sous-son, um, I would like to mention that I actually got my own seven-day trial to Sling. Uh, I know we talked about this before, you and I, and Sling provides, it's like a $20 a month service, and you get streaming live video from like a bunch of different channels, and it's totally legit. It includes like Comedy Central, ABC Family, uh, even ESPN for an extra $5 yeah, charge. And so far, it seems really cool. It works really well on my Wi-Fi. The quality has been good. And uh, Mary Beth has been asking for ABC Family since we uh, got rid of cable. So uh, she is really happy about it. So I'm thinking it's going to be a winner. So, okay, I, I got an email saying that I was available or I was able to start a trial with that as well. Um, and then I looked over it one more time and it actually didn't for some reason I didn't pull the trigger and it might've been that it seemed like you have to use their app in order to play their content. Is that, is that correct? 
yeah, they do have an iOS app, and then I think it's also either just through the web browser on your uh, desktop. Uh, then they also have, I think it's Roku support is what they have right now, so it's not Apple TV support, but you could theoretically AirPlay to the Apple TV from like your Mac or iOS device. Also not Fire Fire TV stick support. Right. Yeah. Well, damn it. I I picked the wrong the wrong stick. Yeah. Well, it's okay cuz yours has like a cool game controller, I think. So. No, I, There's pros and cons. But but just the stick or you have to get that separate. It's a separate thing, yeah. Yeah. But the stick I hear is not very very great for games, and I'm not really looking to play any Android games anyway. Yeah. I just yeah, want to but- stream. You are the cable cutter in my life, so I'll report back with what I think about the service. I actually just started the trial uh, earlier this afternoon. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, a- another really good teaser. I might actually want to get a Roku, uh, not just based off of what you said with the Slingbox, but I- I've, like, the Roku and the Fire and the Apple TV, like, those are the main players. And if I get the Roku, then I'll, like, have, a, like, a well-rounded knowledge of all of these little streaming. The Holy Trinity. Yeah. Um, so I'll maybe do some kind of mega review. Um, and they're Ooh. only like 80, 90 bucks, something like that. So, um, pretty cheap to accumulate and try out and find which one works best for you. Yeah. Well, if you're doing the roundup, you might as well throw a Chromecast in there too. Also really popular right now. So, surprisingly so. Yeah. But don't you need a Android device in order to stream to a Chromecast? Uh, or a Chrome web browser. So that that could be an iOS that could be on your desktop. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a little bit more research. But I know people do love their their Chromebooks. But I I don't want to have to go to my phone every time I want to uh, play something on my on my TV. Yeah, yeah. The surprising thing about the Chromecast is I've had the normal people in my life, like the tech nerds, who you know I expect to really like that product, and I'm unsurprised by their enthusiasm uh, for it. And then there's people like Mary Best Dad, who I don't consider like a much of a technology buff. You know, like not not a luddite, but I was really surprised when I found out how much he loves his Chromecast. Hmm. So kind of interesting. And Google throws you a bunch of freebies. I know when it first came out, you got like three months of Netflix. For Valentine's Day, if you own a Chromecast, you get like a $6 credit to the Play Store right now. So like they're pretty generous with uh, promotions if you actually end up getting one. Hey, can I ask where you're learning all these fancy new words? I'm very impressed. New words? Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. Luddite. Luddite. And th- then you spoke some French uh, a little while ago also. Oh, a sous-son? Yeah, what is a sous-son? I'm not, I'm not even it's familiar like with a, that. It's like a taster, an appetizer, a teaser. Oh. Leave them wanting more, Adam. Is it like oh, like a like a fancy appetizer, huh? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I am learning so much. I'm glad that you were able to provide a gift uh, for me on our 20th episode. Man, I was really worried that you were about to call me out on mispronouncing something. I was like, Luddite? Oh no, <laughs> Luddite. Is that it? That's how you. That's how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, I I actually don't know. It's one of those words that I only know from. Uh, from from reading, really. It doesn't come up very often in actual conversation. Maybe I need to hang out with smarter friends. Yeah. Are you the smartest person in the room right now? Mm, yeah, I guess I should uh, find a new room, right? Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah you're alone. Oh, wait, no. The the cat's in this room, too. I, I'm good. The cat, mm. cat probably has me beat. <laughs> so uh, what do you want to talk about tonight, man? So uh, I, I the most interesting thing that is... Uh, going on in my technology world lately, the last couple of days, 
is uh, this new Photos app that's available in the OS 10, 10.10.3 beta. Yeah, the long-awaited Photos app. Yeah, can we can we talk about this? Do I have yeah, permission sure. to proceed? All right. Do you have a lot of experience with it? It, it actually pretty recently came out. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was like Thursday or Friday last week that it that it dropped. I think. Um, yeah, I, I have had a chance to spend a little time playing around with the app. Okay, so let me give my experience really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that it came out. I've really been looking forward to this Photos application for a long time. Um, and I saw it was available late last week. Um, and I was very excited to download the latest update and try it out. Um, but I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast, but last time I installed a beta version of OS X, it completely messed up, uh, my entire computer. And I ended up having to go back a version, which since I don't, since I'm like a terrible person and I don't do regular time machine backups, um, it was actually a little bit of a process and I had to get a new, uh, thumb drive from the store, like go to an actual store. Uh, to buy one, I know. Um, download. Why didn't you just go to Amazon? Oh, right. Computers broke. I mean, it, it worked well enough. I probably could have gone to Amazon, but I wanted to fix it like right then because my computer was unusable. So yeah, I went to a brick and mortar store and got a heart, uh, a thumb drive that was big enough to hold uh, the installer for the previous version of OS X. Um, and then once I was able to plug that in, it was pretty smooth sailing, but it was still an inconvenience and I'd like to avoid that in the future. So late last week, saw the update dropped, saw that you couldn't get the standalone photos app, um, and you had to install this beta version. And so what I really wanted to do was upgrade my computer, but, uh, cooler. You've been burned. Yeah, exactly. I, I rethought it. And I actually set up my first time machine backup, which since uh, it was about 200 gigs that I was backing up because I just had it back up everything, uh, it actually took like all weekend and I wasn't able to actually install the update until this morning. And then I was able to play with the photos application a little bit today. Um, The upgrade process went really smoothly. I'm happy. And I'm also happy that I now have time machine backups happening regularly. So um, that's kind of a, an added, an added benefit for me. Yeah. That's really nice that you got your backup, uh, all sorted out. It's, it's sad, but it's, you know, always the case that you never really take it quite seriously until you're like, oh man. And you encounter that, that data loss. It's like, oh, I, I recently, uh, ended up wiping a, a little bit of data off my external hard drive and that kind of sucked. Um, do you not have like an offsite backup solution too? Like a, Backblaze account or something like that? I, I don't because, like I said, I'm a terrible person and I need to do that. But so uh, I will say, like, all of my important data is, uh, oh, you know, I lie. Uh, I do have a uh, Dropbox account that I have everything back up, back, backed up on. Um, but most of my important files are photos that I take with my phone, which automatically back up. Um, and, uh, the code that I write, which I always use source control and that's backed up to GitHub or Bitbucket or what have you. Um, and then like all of my documents that I've been using lately, I've been like using the, uh, create an iCloud document option. Right. So all of that is backed up immediately. I I think that I brought it up before, uh, but I got pixel mature. 
Right. Also, I've heard of it. Also known as Pixel Manor. Um, and like, so I've been playing around with that a little bit. I uh, created a new Twitter background and I created some backgrounds for my phone. Um, but all of those documents are backed up to iCloud also. So I do a pretty good job of having most of my stuff backed up offsite, but I don't have a service like Backblaze that just takes the entire thing and uh, does my entire machine backed up offsite. And I, I probably should, and I will uh, as soon as I uh, get burned or very nearly get burned. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So I uh, didn't have any of the same caution uh, that you had when you were uh, uh, installing this the software. I actually haven't had any problems running a, a beta release of OS X. I believe I beta tested Yosemite and Mavericks, and I have been pretty fortunate um, on my iMac to not have any, like, really critical issues happen. Like, I mean, you you, you lost data, right? No, no, no. Or, I, I didn't you, lose you data. You were able to recover it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it's still, you know, you had to reinstall the, the entire OS and as you know, it really sucks when it's your main computer. So and it was it was scary for a little while because I knew right. I would have to uh, downgrade, and I didn't know what would be lost. And I was lucky that all of my documents and stuff were pretty much right right where I left them. It, it was a really weird bug that I was having too. It was like all of the web views on OS X were rendering at like double pixel size. Uh, so like. Even the iOS simulator was like ginormous on my screen. Um, I couldn't play uh, any of my Blizzard games. Um, Safari was all jacked up if I tried to. So it was like, it was weird stuff. It was still kind of usable, um, but it, it was still just super annoying. And I couldn't have used the computer regularly like that. So, photos at. Yeah. So you got some impressions? Uh, I do. Uh, I don't know what I can say. Real, like I've played with it for maybe fifteen minutes or so, um, and it is basically exactly what I always wanted it to be. It is basically perfect in my mind, um, and I am so 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 excited uh, that it, I, I'm finally able to use it. Um, I have I, I pay for like a hundred, two hundred, whatever the like first tier plus one tier plan is for iCloud. Um, so that I can store all of my photos and not have to worry about space. So it's like $4 a month, something like that. Um, hmm. And my plan is to eventually get off of Dropbox and move everything iCloud. But so I've I've been looking forward to uh, being able to just view all of my photos on the desktop. Um, and I, I've got to say, like, so far it is completely seamless. I haven't had any problems. Um, it is amazing, like... It's there's like no UI on the application except a grid of all of your photos and a, a, like a couple of filters and a search box. And it is so cool being able to type in that search box like any location and it just pulls up the photos from that time immediately, which is probably something that you can do on the phone as well. Um, but it's just it's so easy and so fast on, on the desktop. I, uh, search for Colorado and it pulled up all of my Colorado photos. So I could do like, a if I wanted to make an album of just Colorado photos, I could do that. Um, it was, uh, it, it was, I, I, I don't know. I haven't spent a ton of time with it. 
Um, but it's just been completely, completely seamless for me so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'd actually second a lot of your impressions. Uh, I'm about on the same page about as far or as far as how much time I've spent with the app. Uh, but I've really enjoyed it so far. Uh, it seems like, a very similar to the iOS version of photos. One thing that throws me though is on iOS, it seems like there's another, another view maybe that flows the photos out a little bit better depending on their uh, orientation and I don't see something quite like this like you're right it is a grid of photos but one thing I did notice that was a nice touch was uh, if you have a panorama photo it displays in full uh, alongside the grid and that looks really nice I uh, appreciated that touch now that said there is a few little um, nagging bugs I've noticed that really you know make me or just remind me that this is beta software nothing no deal breakers. It's actually been really solid performance-wise, I should say. Uh, really buttery smooth scrolling. Uh, the, my one bug was I was checking out the slideshow mode that they had for albums, and uh, about halfway into the slideshow, a few photos came up that were really low resolution. It looked like the app was pulling up the thumbnail images as opposed to the full resolution image, and that's something that seemed to go away pretty quickly. So. A few things I've noticed that need to be ironed out, but overall I've been really impressed, and it's a huge improvement over iPhoto, in my opinion. Yeah, I've been uh, using kind of a, a workaround to get photos onto my desktop quickly lately, um, which up until you know last week, what I would do is if I wanted a photo on my desktop. Um, I w and I, I can't remember the reason that I would want it on my desktop specifically, um, but I did for whatever reason. So I take a picture on my phone. I'm at my computer. Um, maybe I want to use it as a document scanner, for instance. So I take a picture of the document, and then I want it to be on my desktop so I can write up an email to send the document to my accountant or whatever. So I take the picture, and then I s go to this share see sheet easy for me to say. And uh, my computer pops up for AirDrive. I select it and it gets sent and it's in my downloads fo folder automatically. And uh, up until last week, I was actually really impressed with how well that was working. But so now my new workflow is going to be that I can just take the picture on my phone and then it's pretty much immediately available in this photos app and I can do whatever I want to it. I can export it, save it, to my desktop, drag it onto my desktop, uh, edit it, crop it, uh, from there. And it, it just, uh, just automatically syncs. And I'm, I'm really excited for what this means for my workflow. I'm also really excited. Um, I have a lot of photos that are not photos that I took with an iPhone mm -hmm. and I want to kind of go through the process of getting those to, um, show up as part of my iCloud photos drive. So for instance, like my wedding photos, uh, those were taken by a professional photographer, um, but I would love to add those. And I, I don't know what this process is like, but I feel like this definitely should be supported. I want it to kind of just show up in my uh, timeline of photos that this app has. And then at the same time, have it show up in the same way on my phone so that if I ever want to access my wedding photos it's just there in the photos app on my laptops on my phones uh you know eventually on my wife's phone once we figure out family sharing and that sort of thing um 
So I guess I'm excited about, you know, the potential of having all of the photos, all of the digital photos that I've ever really uh, had taken of important parts of my life, just kind of always, always with me. Does that make sense? Does that sound like something I should be able to do? Yeah, I think so. And it sounds like the app should be able to do that for you also, as long as you have enough storage room on your iCloud, you know. And it sounds like you do. I know I have 20 gigs, and I wasn't able to upload all my photos. I was a few gigs shy, so I didn't do that. But uh, as long as you have the storage, I think you can upload whatever you want. As long as I don't know if there's a limitation on video. I'm not sure about that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that there is. If you've got the storage space for it. Yeah, maybe not. But I guess we'll find out. That's what we get for being guinea pigs. Yeah. You reminded me, actually, because I uh, take a lot of advantage of the um, iCloud photo sharing feature uh, that is uh, available in iOS. I think it came out with iOS 7. I actually end up using this a lot with Mary Beth's side of the family, like for family events. Um I know when Mary Beth and I had our engagement photos taken, we uh, created a new album and shared that with her family and our family just so everybody was able to access our engagement photos. And that was really, really easy to do, and I liked the end result. I thought it looked really nice. Um, and then, you know, it just it seems it seems like Apple's been taking some nice steps towards being that place that you can, you know, you can trust them to to store your digital photos, like essentially <laughs> your life up to this point. You know, you haven't been burned yet, right? Well, I'm just thinking about the short memory that you have, uh, but I guess you're not, uh, you know, Kate Upton. She, she might have Kate something Upton. else to say about storing all of your photos on, on the cloud. Yeah, that's true. Uh, funny how quickly people forget. I've also been thinking ever since this Photos app came out about how much I like Apple's approach to cloud storage and how uh, their approach is like there's a um, what do you call it like a truth uh, photo album of all the photos that you've taken on their servers on iCloud and then your phone downloads a local copy and your desktop downloads a local copy and so when you look at your photos, you are actually looking at the photos downloaded onto your phone and it's native and it's smooth and it's fast and it's it's nice. Um, and so in, when you take a picture, it stores it on your phone, pushes it up to the server, and then the server notifies you know all of your other clients that they need to download these updates. And so everywhere kind of has you know, their own local copy, but the server uh, has the truth. Uh, Like the, this is what your actual photo album is. Um, As opposed to, say, Google, where you kind of have web browser windows that you use to edit the server kind of directly. So like Google Documents and stuff like that. Um, And I guess like, Google Drive, you can download a copy and stuff like that. But it seems like their philosophy is more log into a web browser and view your photos or edit your documents or view your documents or that sort of thing. Um, And I just love how this native copy approach that Apple seems to have all over the place, how well that works. And applied to photos, the the experience is really nice. Yeah, and it's it's pretty nice because I find I've fallen into... 
the routine or the habit of taking photos and then I don't do anything with them. I mean, back in the day, I hear you used to print photos off and frame them. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about that, but it seems like now that there's a desktop app that you could actually go to and it makes it really easy to have, you mentioned, like a complete copy of all your photos downloaded right there. Uh, always synced and up to date. Uh, I think that's the idea anyway. We'll see how well that ends up uh, actually working. And then this should be the place where you're able to do some heavy lifting and maybe some editing or um, uh, I mentioned before a slideshow feature. You could create something like that. You could actually create something out of all of your digital memories, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's something that's, you know, been the idea, the driving force behind something like iPhoto, like content management, and then actually doing something with it too. But this seems to be just miles ahead in terms of user interface and performance and dealing with larger photo libraries. So uh, hopefully this kind of changes my behavior in for the better. And I end up doing more with my photos now. Yeah. Um, and kind of along Along those lines, um, there are four filters at the top, like top center in this application. Um, the first filter is photos, which just has your photos as a stream. Second one is shared, where I guess you can share your photos with other people and see what things that they've shared with you. Which you sh- you shared that engagement photo album with me, um, but that's not showing up here. I-, I need to play with it a little bit more. Hmm. Um, oh, maybe it's under albums. No, that's all my albums. So next tab is albums. Um, Only real albums that I have are favorites, panoramas, videos, slow-mo, bursts. So like categories of of photos that I took. But then the last tab is projects. And so you can create like calendars or uh, like like coffee table books of all of your photos. Um, I haven't played with it, but probably pretty easily. And uh, when I searched for all of my Colorado pictures, it pulled up, you know, maybe 20 or 25 of them. And some of them were kind of redundant. And I was actually thinking about how cool it would be to uh, select, you know, 10 or 12 that I liked and make some kind of an album out of that and give it away as a gift. Um, And I think the fact that they have this projects filter at the top center of this new application um, means a lot about how uh, frequently they expect people to use this feature. So uh, I'm expecting to see, um, uh, I, I would expect to see projects get used uh, quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll confess, this Photos app is really the only reason I uh, downloaded the new beta. Is there any other features of this that stood out to you or anything worth mentioning? I mean, really... Seems like photos was the headlining feature of the release. Uh, no, I, I think that's pretty much it. I know that they replaced their uh, emoji keyboard. Did you see this? Oh, I saw, yeah, they actually came out with a new version of iOS earlier today, and I know that it had a new emoji view. Is is this on OS ten also? Yeah, so if you, the keyboard shortcut for bringing up your emojis on OS ten is Control-Command-Space. Then it brings up like a little window uh, where you can scroll. But now you like, so I guess the way that it was set up before, I can't really remember because I don't use a ton of emojis, but you would have to think, all right, I want to use the thumbs up emoji. And so there were different categories and the categories are like clock, face, tree, 
burger party like they're little pictures so if you wanted thumbs up you would have to be like what category would thumbs up be under and so you would select one and then you'd scroll through everything and you're like no that's not it so you'd pick another one and you're like oh it's under trees for some dumb reason um but so now it's just like one uh like consecutive scroll view that you just uh you just scroll through so you just scroll down until you get to you know people's hands and then you're like oh the thumbs up that's what i want Mm -hmm. it calls to mind david uh smith's emoji plus plus keyboard that he came out with which is very much just a continuous scroll view for the emojis presented a little larger so i i feel like apple might be sherlocking david smith a little bit exactly and actually uh david smith retweeted that the new term for that should be to underscore somebody (laughs) which uh i love it's very very cute yeah that's Uh, good so yeah those are photos app and uh new emojis uh picking that those are the only updates that uh, i know of in 10.10.3 yeah yeah and then i mentioned earlier that a new version of uh, ios was released a new build of the beta at any rate and this included support for uh, carplay um, cars actually it supports wireless mode for if if you have a carplay entertainment center in your car now you don't have to plug it directly in via the lightning port, no way. which is pretty cool. Really? Yeah, so it's time to upgrade. Yeah, time to trade in that Volvo. Wait, but so I need a uh, CarPlay third party. Uh, Could do that. Yeah, Pioneer has one. Yeah, it's like five hundred bucks, something like that. Is that going to be wireless? I don't know. I I actually think the answer to that is no. And also, I don't think I've heard very good reviews either. Like, I've heard of developers who've gotten that unit and then keep it outside of the car because they don't don't quite like it enough. Yeah. Well, slow and steady. It'll get there eventually. I'm still super bullish on uh, CarPlay. Yeah. Um, Any other updates to to the iOS beta that you know of? That that's actually really exciting. No, I actually haven't installed it myself. Um, we mentioned before the emoji. That's, of course, like a headlining feature, a tentpole feature that we need to touch on. So uh, Im- improved emoji. And then I think uh, a little further down the road, we might be seeing some uh, new emoji too, like maybe some multicultural ones or newly updated ones. So I don't know. I'm excited to see the future of emoji multicultural emojis yeah i feel like more than one culture i feel like you are going to use these inappropriately well i mean my ability to do so is going to be greatly enhanced by a plethora of new emoji so we we will see (laughs) the one that i am uh very excited about i can't believe we're talking this long about stupid emojis but it is back of hand with middle finger extended Ooh. Also known as flipping the bird. Yeah. As soon as there's a flipping the bird emoji. Double deuce. I'm going to use it all the time. That's awesome. I love that Apple's looking out for everyone who's trying to throw up the bird. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just Apple. Like, everybody who supports Unicode needs to have these pic- pictographs, right? Yeah. But Apple's pushing the envelope. I know that they're they're really making moves in the space. They're pushing the standard. Yeah. Cool. Is any any other news, uh, Apple-related or otherwise, you wanted to touch on? Um, oh, so, you know, I, I did want to talk about one other thing. 
there's something on my mind and I feel like if we wait another week to talk about it or two weeks to talk about it, it's not going to be topical anymore and I'm not going to have a chance chance to uh, get it off my chest. All right, what do you got? So this is a support email for an independent app developer. That's that's the topic. Um, and this uh, has been a topic of conversation on the Accidental Tech Podcast. Uh, Marco has a very popular podcast app, Overcast. We've talked about it before. Uh, you use it uh, as your day-to-day podcast application. Yep. Um, and he was saying how he reads all of the support email that he gets, but he doesn't respond to it. He hardly responds to any of it. And some people didn't think that, uh, uh, they didn't agree with that philosophy that he has. Um, and I guess they were saying that he, you know, he should at least do a quick response. Um, and his argument is that he, in a nutshell, I'm paraphrasing, um, he is only one person. He doesn't hire out his support. Um, it would take him forever to respond to all the emails that he gets because he gets like hundreds every single day. Um, and his time is better served as a single independent developer to uh, actually implement the features that people are requesting instead of taking the time to, uh, to answer all the emails. Do, do you feel like I, I got the gist of it covered? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I guess what I can kind of add to the conversation is that the first application that I did was uh, very user support driven. Um, it was the uh, webcomics application, webcomic du jour, where uh, people would, I, I like had a request a comic um, button on the application. So if you were like scrolling through the list of comics and you're like, oh, Penny Arcade is not on here. Um, you could write me an email and say, could you please add Penny Arcade to the list? And then I would, you know, do my backend magic and it would be available on the app. Um, so I would get like dozens of emails on, uh, in, in a single day at, uh, peak support time. Um, this was years and years ago. Um, but the thing that really stands out to me is one, how rewarding it was, uh, to have somebody write me a message me be able to fix something in a relatively short amount of time and then email them back and if it if they were like requesting a new feature that would take a while i would say oh yeah i didn't think about that i'll you know add it to my feature request list or um yeah other people have requested that it's on the timeline or no i'm I'm not planning on doing that for this reason um and people so it was rewarding that stands out, but people were also just so appreciative to get uh, responses of any sort back from a developer. And in fact, like when I would read through my reviews for webcomic du jour, like 90% of them were people talking about uh, what good support I provided and how responsive, you know, in quotes, the developer was with, uh, with, uh, you know, implementing requests and features and stuff like that. Um, and that made me feel really good. And it got me a lot of really good reviews on my application. And I completely understand, uh, that once you get to the volume of emails that Marco is undoubtedly receiving with overcast that you cannot respond to all of them. But, uh, for, you know, a, 
a smallish, slightly successful application. Um, I, I loved doing support and it was really cool being able to, uh, to talk to people uh, in that way. Yeah. And I guess I didn't really think I had a ton to add to the subject, but I guess I do find myself on the other end of this conversation quite a bit being involved in, um, um, QA in the community and doing a lot of testing on, uh, other people's apps, developers that, uh, been fortunate enough to help out. And it, I don't know, I can't actually recall too many occasions where I've gone through the effort of creating a bug report and sent it off, and I literally heard nothing. I'm trying to recall a time when that's when that's ever happened. Uh, I've even wrote in to Marco before, and he's responded. So, I mean, I definitely understand why this policy is put in place, and I find his line of uh, reasoning really compelling. And I also really appreciate John Syracuse's uh, insight into the topic, too. Most recently, I forget which episode it was. It was the one after Marco is not a platform. So I think that's like 104. It was something about atheists and Fox News or Howard Stern fans. Howard Stern fans, yeah. yeah. And John had a really good point. You mentioned that some, some people who find these bugs and take the time to send it into developers... They just want something, you know, some amount of acknowledgement. Like, obviously, the effort they put in is not ever going to be able to be reciprocated, reciprocated. Um, but just just some automated response, you know, a, a small one-word thank you, like just some, some note of acknowledgement is just some anything. And I think John had a really, really compelling point, which is like, okay, you put up an automated message next thing people are going to say is, oh, the automated message isn't enough. Like, if only you could just, like, send one or two sentences, or I put so much effort into this, you know? And it, it really is a slippery slope, and where do you draw the line? Like, I thought I thought his insight there was really, really, really interesting. Um, but I understand, you know, Marco, Marco's a one-man show here, and he's running a really successful business on his own. So it's really a matter of how he deems you know, his time best spent, how he prioritizes the things he has to do. And I, you know, I personally would be frustrated to be in the situation where I put a lot of time into something and then I sent it off uh, essentially into a black hole and then never heard anything about it. But that kind of comes with the territory too. So I don't know. I, I guess you can't do a good deed and then put your hand out and kind of expect, you know, something. It doesn't quite work that way. So I I don't really have much ill will towards Marco in this situation. I, I think he's doing what he thinks is best. And although success hides problems, he's also been doing pretty well with Overcast. So maybe he kind of knows what he's talking about. So how about this one? Um, I, I agree that I, I can't fault Marco for not responding to most, if any, of the, you know, request emails or bug emails that come through. Um, but what I have a problem with is that he was very up on his high horse about how Apple does the exact same thing. Uh, and you file a radar and you don't get any response uh, either when something is uh, implemented or if it's a duplicate or if it's not going to get implemented. And I, I think he called it... Um, 
he like called it aggressively rude or or something like that and he was he was really getting down on apple for not providing support and i know that apple is a ginormous company and i know that they have money coming out the yin yang um but i i think that it's just it shows a lack of empathy on his part that he can't that he like makes that decision then can't see how apple is also um just prioritizing that piece below implementing uh actual software and building hardware and you know uh, research and development on new pro like there there are so many priorities in a uh in an organization like apple like putting together the not just the money but the time and the focus and the team of people to respond to email in the proper way um that that's that's a huge effort you know for all of the support email that marco gets as one app developer apple would get you know several times more um and it would be a huge undertaking to have to respond to all of that so i completely understand why you know they say please 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 follow radars and then they don't take the time to respond to all of them because even though they could um they just uh choose to prioritize other things over responding to uh support emails oh aggressively hostile that's what marco mm. called it aggressively hostile which i think is just way way off the mark yeah well i i feel like sometimes and i wouldn't accuse any one person of of falling victim to this but sometimes having your suggestion not implemented kind of feels like nobody heard it but i think a lot of cases not always but a lot of cases with radar it's not falling on deaf ears people do hear it and it just kind of you know it fits into that priority stack and just it's a matter of time to how far down you can actually get in that priority stack i know that's been a big uh topic recently in the last couple of weeks is uh apple in their uh, I only recently learned about their like P1 and P2 the uh, system of ranking bugs and it basically ends up being that if you know you're you're any decent amount of time into the development of a new version of iOS or OS 10 you're not going to get to any of the lower priority bugs like period almost ever um and that that was a little disheartening to hear up until this morning when there was rumors that the next version of iOS iOS 9 maybe much more in line with Mountain Lion, which uh, came out in 2009 for OS X. And that was really a stability and a performance upgrade. Uh, the marketing department of Ad Apple really had a neat slogan that was no new features. Um, and even though there's a ton of changes behind the hoods, user-facing, it didn't change at all. It just became a lot more stable. And, you know, since that time, developers really look back fondly because they really strengthened uh, the release. We all, Apple kind of is a uh, had a had a, a history of breakneck uh, speed of development where they're putting out a lot of features, and sometimes those features aren't fully baked. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of uh, stability comes with the rumored next update. Looking forward to the stability. Mm-hmm. Son, I am disappointed. I want to see new shit. New shit? No way. No, man. Uh, I've uh, I-, I was told that I switched my position uh, 
as publicly stated on this podcast uh, by friend of the show, John Schultz. Um, Critic of the show, John Schultz. (laughs) uh, Feedback giver of the show. Um, But he said, like one of our first episodes, we said that there's a lot of bugs. And I said that I I wish that they would slow down and take their time and have fewer bugs. Um, And then recently I've said that I kind of like that they're pushing the limits a bit. Um, And I kind of stand by that. I like how they're going at this breakneck pace of, um, you know, doing doing all this stuff, even if it means that we have to put up with, uh, you know, some some bugs every once in a while. Yeah. Um, Ideally, they would do a ton of new shit and make sure everything is completely solid and maybe they'll hit that balance eventually. Maybe with iOS 9. Maybe? Maybe. Uh, all right, do you have any other thoughts on uh, the support uh, question? Or, I'm sorry, the feedback question? Uh, no, uh, thank you for uh, giving me the platform to get that off my chest. I feel way better. I think I'm going to sleep really well tonight. All right. And it's not just because I've got a treadmill in my basement and it's going to kick my ass. Yeah, is that thing all set up now? You know, uh, it... it <laughs> So right now it's only kicking my ass because it's hard to put together. Yeah. <laughs> it's a workout in and of itself, getting the treadmill to a point where you can exercise on it. Yeah. As you can attest to. Oh man. Yeah, hopefully it's not too banged up on the from the trip into the basement. Nah, it's great. It's all right. Yep. Let's wrap it up. All right, man. Well, excellent, excellent episode. Yep. Uh where can people find you on the internet, Aaron? I am on the internet. I'm available on Twitter at Aaron Comp. I also mentioned earlier in the show, I test apps. If you want me to test your app, you should get a hold of Broke Your App. We're on Twitter, at Broke Your App. Uh, and that is it. How about you, man? Uh, you should follow me on Twitter, at Adam Comp, And you should do us a huge solid if you are listening right now. I'm talking to you. Please, please, please go to iTunes and rate us um, and give us some feedback. It would really mean a lot to us. All right, man. You have a good night. All right, you too.